Today on episode number 88 of the podcast, we're discussing some common struggles that you might face after going through sight loss. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. And joining me across the table is my co-host and resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. Hello there. All right, guys. So we talk about on the podcast, the good, the bad, the in-between, the ups, the downs. We talk about it all. And today we're going to focus on some of the struggles, the common struggles that you might experience after going through sight loss. Now, this list today is really focused on the visually impaired person. Sometimes we talk about sighted supporter stuff, sometimes VIP. So today it's mostly, actually, it's all VIP related. However, we're going to try to give both sides and talk about why it's important that everybody knows this when you go through sight loss. Of course, we can't talk about every single thing here on the podcast, so I've got some resources and links for you over in the show notes. You can find those show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 088. Show notes include links, resources, ways to subscribe, and more. So head on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 088. All right, guys, so check out those show notes and uh, get some more info. So we've got a list here of, uh, what, six things? Is that right? Yep. Uh, Six things that you might experience. These are very common struggles. I think I've experienced all of these at one point or another, and some of them very recently. So uh, they might hit you two months in. They might hit you 10 years in. And so don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be nervous. Like These these are all very common. They might hit you over and over throughout your entire Sight loss journey. Totally. Absolutely. So they're not just one-time events. They can really hit you, you know, all the time. So let's just run through them, these common struggles you face when going through sight loss. Number one, uh, lack of confidence. And I've talked to numerous people who've experienced this. You lose your sight and all of a sudden that uh, confident person that you were just goes out the window. You lose confidence because you're scared to get out and about. Uh, You have fear of something happening to you. You're not sure what's going to happen. You're not sure what to do or how to do it. And you just really lose that confidence. And that can affect you in so many areas because let's say you lose your confidence to to get out and just walk. Well, that can affect you at your job. That can affect you in your parenting. That can affect you in your relationship even just the simple act of like you know making a peanut butter sandwich like i don't have the confidence to get this out and do it and that can be very very scary lack of confidence such a true true statement and i think all of us experience yes and that's really hard to watch a a vip go through because you know they especially derek has always been a confident person i think you all can probably tell that Uh (laughs) anyway so um you know to to watch him go through sight loss and um at the time he lost his sight he was doing entertainment in a um uh theme theme park park. thank you Mm -hmm. and so he did great on stage he was always confident and and he became afraid of falling off the stage which who wouldn't be i mean you Mm -hmm. lose your sight and you you don't want to fall off the stage nobody wants to do that but that was such a big part of who you were And so having to relearn how to do that. Now, I will tell you what, he got out there and he mastered it. He practiced and rehearsed and people worked with him and he got back out there and he went right back to it. What, three weeks, two weeks, two weeks after he lost his sight. So, I mean, he is amazing when he does stuff like that. But seeing him go through that was really disheartening because it was like it had stripped away who part of who you were. Mm -hmm. And that was that was so hard to watch. But then seeing him work through it 
and power through it, having that perseverance that we talked about last week, just to power through that challenge and and get back to where he was in that one you know aspect of his life was so encouraging for the rest of our journey. Yeah. And as you mentioned last week, we talked about the the things we've learned Mm -hmm. and that was part of learning perseverance. Like I wanted to do this and this is part of who I was. So I had to figure it out Yeah, there wasn't any other option. So uh, I had to do it. So yeah, definitely a lack of confidence can really affect your life and it can come into play really early on. And then maybe you build some confidence and maybe something else happens and you know, you get scared of that. I know sometimes taking an Uber can be kind of freaky, but you build up that confidence and you go out and you try it and and I think some of it, too, can affect the sighted supporter, especially a spouse, because it's like, uh, I'm nervous for you to go out on your own, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, if I, the VIP, yeah. build up confidence to do that, you kind of have to trust and build up your confidence in the VIP. Absolutely, yes. I mean, it does actually make me nervous for you to take Ubers because you don't know the person, and that is just scary to me. It's like, yeah. please come home. <laughs> <laughs> not, no offense to any Uber drivers out there watching or, you know, Maybe you're the good Uber you know driver, an Uber right? driver or anything like that. But, you know, you just never know who you're going to meet. And I mean, and that can be in the grocery store or, I mean, a school event or anything like that. You know, having that confidence to get out there and actually go to those things and do those things is is difficult. And you have to build it up and just learn how to how to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's you start assuming things that aren't necessarily true. Like, I'm going to be taken advantage of because I'm blind. Right. People are going to treat me weird. Or I mean, you start thinking those things because that lack of confidence. And Mm -hmm. it's just most of it's not true. Right. I've had good experiences in Ubers and Lyfts and, you know, going out by myself. People are kind and 98 percent of the time. Yeah, uh, it's been good. And a lot of times in our situation, people don't necessarily know that you're blind. Well, before we got you know, people didn't really know that you were blind. So luckily for you, they didn't have that um, indication to be able to take advantage of you so well. That preconceived easily, notion. So easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. and honestly, even with the dog, people are still like, are you training the dog? That's true. And I'm like, no, he's mine. They're like, you don't look blind. So, you know, that's they yeah. still don't know. They just assume I'm bringing my dog in. Uh, but. <laughs> Anyway, it's not, it's not. So yeah, number one, lack of confidence. Uh, number two, uh, diminished mobility. This is one of those things that it gets better as you go along because you work at it, but especially at first and even, uh, you know, when you're in a new area mm-hmm. or you move or something like that, diminished mobility. This can be, you know, maybe if you're an older person experiencing macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, you're already working through physical changes in your body. Then you take the eyesight away and that really affects yeah. it. I mean, even if you're young, walking in a straight line for me is so difficult. I can't walk in a straight line to save my life. I'm always like bumping into her or 10 feet away. It's like, you know, I'm just yeah. swaying in the breeze and walking a straight line, trying to keep my balance. Yeah. A I lot mean, of times that's know, a not necessarily just walking to keep your balance, but you know, when you're bending over to pick something up, like your equilibrium is just thrown off because your eyes are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So your mobility, we talk about O and M all the time, orientation and mobility, Mm -hmm. and they go hand in hand. Orientation is the idea of like knowing where you are in space, knowing left, right, knowing north, south, you know, where you are, how many turns did you make, that sort of thing. But mobility is the act of actually going and getting out there and walking the route or uh, running around or, you know, like you said, bending over the the mobility. (laughs) So all of those things can be affected, decreased mobility. Now, can you, 
you increase your mobility? Can you get better at it? Sure, definitely. Yeah. Like that's why you have O and M training. Uh, some people call it white cane training. I mean, it's just whatever. But you have that kind of training so you can get better at it. But it's important to remember that your mobility is always affected. Is it always decreased? I don't, whatever word you want to use, but it's always affected. Mm-hmm. I mean, even today, eighteen years later. I still walk into her, you know, when we're walking <laughs> beside each other because I just, I don't have that ability to keep on a straight uh, path. And that's just part of my decreased mobility. If I you can't will. tell you one person that I know that actually can walk in a perfectly straight line though, either. So, <laughs> so they would it fail might the not sobriety all be test. <laughs> your sight loss. I don't walk in a straight line. I know I don't. Uh, that we're just giving secrets away. No, no, you know, like we would all fail a sobriety test. Um, I don't know, though, if I'm getting out of the car and failing the sobriety test and I tell the officer, it's okay, I'm blind, I can't walk a straight line. Do you think that would be that would go over well? <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. All right, so number three, uh, increased loneliness. Now, not everybody is going to experience this the same way or to the same degree or even um, maybe at all necessarily depending on who you are. But if you're a person like me, that is a people person Mm -hmm. and you get stuck at home because you can't drive and your job goes away and you can't get out there and do a lot of things, you probably will experience this. As a matter of fact, I've experienced this just recently. And it's not like at this point in my life, it's not like I'm lonely and I'm, you know, just weeping and wailing all the time, but I do experience it and it affects me, you know, on a regular, in a regular way, like, oh, I'm sad or, oh, I'm dealing with some emotional stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I have enough understanding of what's going on to know that what it is and it's going to get better at some point, but I still experience that loneliness and loneliness can affect you you know, in, in lots of different ways. And then when you're sad and you're dealing with relationships and it's like, oh, well, let's go out and do something. It's like, oh yeah, but you put so much pressure on that, that one, right. you know. This that, is just going to make it all better. Yeah, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, oh. So yeah, I mean, you can experience loneliness for sure whenever you go through sight loss. Yeah, and I think that is really hard on the sighted supporter to see them feeling lonely and not being able to help them feel better or to fix it because I'm a fixer. I mean, that is my life. I fix things. Um, not with my hands necessarily, just I solve problems. Um, but there, it's not, there's not always a fix. There's not always something that I can say or something that I can do to encourage or, um, you know, a, a special meal to make or a special, um, you know, outing to go on or anything that's going to fix it. It's kind of a time that that comes and has to be dealt with and and really has to to take its toll and then things tend to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes in cycles. Sure. And a lot of times it does have to do with, um, you know, if I'm busy, like I've got a lot of things going on, um, you know, with work and with the kids and um, maybe classes and things like that, then I'm not home as much and then I feel like that tends to affect you more. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like this couple weeks ago, you had uh, classes you had to take and work you had to do. And yeah. so you weren't home as much. And yeah. It was just like, I'm here all by myself. Right. All by myself. And so many times, I mean, you're a people person, you're a relational person. And relational, it doesn't even matter if we just go to the mall and walk around the mall or go to the grocery store or just go to lunch, like getting out and just having interactions with other people kind of fuels you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't have to be that we have to go to a dinner party or, you know, have a bunch of people over or anything like that. Now that does help, but sure. just getting out of the house helps you. And being that I was gone, I mean, I truly worked six out of seven days that I was not home for mm-hmm 
you know, the regular times that I am, you know, then you were stuck in the house and that just kind of compounds your loneliness. Absolutely. I think uh, we were talking the other day about going to Starbucks and people will go and like work and on their yeah. on their laptop. And I was like, oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. And you're like, what? No, that thanks. sounds awful. It's like, no, it's it's the uh, life that's in there, the interaction, the people, the sounds, the, you know, what's going on. That mm-hmm. would help to fuel me. Whereas some people like you would just be like, nope, I need quiet. You know, I just don't yeah. want people around me. And so if you are experiencing loneliness, don't be surprised and, no, you know, at all. and, and let it kind of just ride out. Cause sometimes with loneliness and I know we're getting really heavy on this, but with loneliness, you think, oh, well, let's just invite you to do something. And it's like, sometimes you get so lonely. You're just like, I don't even want to deal with people. Right. Like, which seems backwards. Cause you're like, yes, you're lonely. Upset. You should do something. It's like, uh, yeah. it's just very weird. So if you, if you get to the point where it's really heavy and lasting for days upon end, then I would say, you know, seek help and, yes. and find somebody to connect with and that sort of thing. Because then it spurs on to other things uh, mentally that you, you know, you don't want to deal with alone, I think is right. the, the key there. And uh, just for the sighted supporters, just know that being there and being supportive is usually enough. You don't have to find the, you know, check the box of the thing that's going to make them happy or not feel lonely anymore. Just know that being present is what we need to do. Absolutely. Being present. So, so crucial. All right, number four is social exclusion. This can be one of the struggles you face almost all the time because, first of all, places going out and about, they're not always accessible. I mean, it could be um, it's not accessible getting into the place. It's mm-hmm. not very accessible experience in the thing. Uh, th- things are getting better, which is great. Like going to yeah. the movies, I can get the audio description device if it works, um, <laughs> which the last time I went, it did work. It worked right off the bat. It was great. I was like, oh, yay. Um, but, uh, you know, th- so things are getting better. But going out and about can be hard because if your friends want to go to, I don't know, they want to go bowling, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, I like bowling. I'm still a pretty decent bowler, even though I can't yep. see. But if bowling's one of those things that's difficult and you're not, you're like, this is, oh, I don't want to do this. Well, then you might end up saying like, well, I'm not going to go or they're not going to invite you to go or blah, blah, whatever the case is. So you have some social exclusion yeah. that you face and that can be really difficult. Well, and your friends may also think, oh, this won't be, this won't be enjoyable for them because they can't see the pins, you know, mm-hmm. talking about bowling. They, um, you know, we'll have to put the bumpers out or whatever, which you don't need the bumpers. You can still bowl normally. You still do it. That's right. Throw um, them down there. But they just, they're trying to look out for the best of the best for you and not discourage you in your sight loss. And so then they don't invite you. And it's like, well, why didn't you ask? Like, yeah, at least ask. would I like to go bowling? <laughs> I would think that you could answer for yourself and you know, you could say, yes, I'd like to go or no, I don't want to go. I don't think that would be very fun. That's and and leave it up to the, the VIP and not as a, you know, the friends make that decision for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, and people are not terrible. They're not like, we they don't want to invite well. them, but it's like, Oh, Derek probably wouldn't enjoy this. We don't, we're not, it's like, well, let me make that decision. Right. And then on the VIP side, you have to know that, oh, look, sometimes you just have to go. You just have to do it, True. even if you think it's going to be difficult. Like, if you want to go out and be with people, and they're going to something that's maybe not site friendly, well, whoop to do, get over it and go go, go anyway. anyway. Like, if they're going laser tag, uh, <laughs> go to laser tag. You know, like it's probably going to be difficult. You probably just need to find a spot and you know shoot the gun a bunch of times. Yeah. But 
you know, you're going to be hanging out with people. And if that's important to you, then don't be like, look, I'm not going to enjoy laser tag, you know, because it's real easy. Let me just tell you, it's real easy to be like, I can't believe they're going to that. I wouldn't enjoy that. Why wouldn't they do something that I would enjoy? And, blah, blah. and then you get inside yourself and it's a whole like, mm-hmm. uh, and this, I don't say it all the time. But it's like, look, just suck it up because <laughs> it's, it's not always about well, your sight loss. And, like it's just not. And you don't necessarily have to participate in the event. Like if you don't want to play laser tag, that's fine. Sure. But go along. Have that socialization. Be, you know, interacting with your friends and your family. And there are times where we go do certain things and I'm racking my brain and can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. um, but swimming is one thing, which Derek just doesn't like to swim necessarily. So Who wants to get in cold water? That sounds terrible. <laughs> Anyways, something that maybe you don't enjoy doing, but your family is doing it or you have a whole group of friends who's participating that doesn't mean you can't go. You can still go and have those interactions with your friends. Well, yeah, it's kind of like if you're at if you're at a Christmas party and they're passing around presents, you're not going to be like, "Well, I can't see the present, so I'm not going to even have this." I'm not going to. It's like <laughs> you're going to do. You're going to get the present. Like, calm down. Right. So you know, just go and do the things yeah. because look, social exclusion is going to happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. But just go enjoy yourself if that's something you enjoy. Now, if you're like, I'd rather stay home and read a good book, fine. Absolutely. Do that too. But if you're a social person, then you're probably going to face social exclusion in some way, shape or form. And it's just something that's, again, a challenge you have to overcome and you figure out how to make it work. Absolutely. And you can do it. Perseverance. We talked about that last week. That's right. Perseverance. All right. Next up is, and actually this goes kind of along with them, feelings of being a burden. And all of us feel this from time to time. I don't even care if you're sighted or not. I think everybody experiences this yes, for I agree. different reasons. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. And so, but if you're uh, visually impaired, you're like, oh, they're going to have to help me read the menu or they're going to have to help me line up the the bowling ball, you know, mentioning that. Like, they're going to have to help and it's going to be a whole thing or they're going to have to come out of their way to pick me up. And, right. oh, I, I don't even want to do it. So what happens is you just don't do it. You right. just don't deal with it. And, you know, people are like, no, I'll, I'll swing by the house and pick it. And it's like, no, nah, don't even worry about it because I don't. Well. And you're, you're not a burden. Or even if you yeah. are, you're not challenging these people at all because look, sometimes people just have to go out of their way and that's okay. Yeah, they need to sacrifice yeah. themselves sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. So, but everybody feels this. It's just such a common feeling for whatever reason in, in lots of different situations, mm-hmm. you feel like a burden. Like yeah. you feel like that heavy thing that people are going to have to carry. Yeah. And that I think goes right along with lack of confidence, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like you're, well, uh, you know, not as good as you were. I mean, you are going to have those people in your life who treat you like a burden as well, sure. which is miserable. I mean, and shame on them for doing that because yeah, it's not your fault that you've lost your sight. It's not your fault that you, um, can't drive or can't do things that you used to do or that you've ever been able to do. But the fact of the matter is, if they're a friend and they're your good friend, then they should they should suck it up <laughs> yeah. and sacrifice, you know, because you want to be friends with this person. You want to have this relationship. You want to be out and do things with your friends and live as normal a life as you possibly can. And other people should help you do those things. Absolutely. I mean, if you have friendship, you're just friends and yeah, you have blindness or whatever, and that's just part of it. You're the you're the token blind person in your friend group if you want. Uh but that's just part of who you are. It, it, you know, it, it's not like, well, you're blind now, so we can't be friends anymore. It's like, right. what? Are you kidding me? You probably don't want to be friends with that person anyway. Uh, just as a side note. Uh, but when you, you know, when you go through this, you're going to have those feelings. 
It's, you know, it, I had a friend once and we were joking around and this was a joke, but he said, I don't really mind that you're blind until it starts affecting my life, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually probably pretty, true. Uh, pretty true with people. It's like, oh, you can do what you can be, whatever you want. But if it affects me, then I don't want to deal with it. And that's yeah. just a selfish thing. And look, I don't think it's because I think a lot of people say, well, that's why I don't like sighted people because they're so selfish. And it's like, it's not sighted people. It's just people like, you know, yes. and it's not they're not jerks because they're sighted. They're just terrible people. And just, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> terrible people. They just don't know. They just don't they understand. They need to be informed. That's right. They need to be educated. We talked about that last week yes. as well. Uh, so, yeah. But feelings of being a burden, very common for, I think, the VIP, the side of supporter, everybody uh, has those feelings from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. And finally, and this one's kind of an offshoot from the rest of them, but uh, lack of knowledge of services. Now, this can affect you in so many different ways because when you first lose your site, you have no idea what's out there. Uh, when I first lost my site, I didn't have a clue. Like, I was just like, what? I remember somebody showing me Zoom text on the computer <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can, I can see this. I could do it. You know, and that was so exciting. Now, with the plethora of things that are available, to us it's like wow there's so much out there right but when you don't know that it's out there it can be like oh, how am i going to do this ever there's nothing for me to do now and it's like no there's so much for you to do like accessible technology and sports and activities and mm-hmm. books and there's just so many things out there yeah and when you don't know about it it's almost like this wall has been built and now you're stuck right. and you can't do anything about it. And so that's why you're listening or watching this podcast right now is to find out different things about technology and understanding and services and whatnot. That's why you go to your local association of the blind or NFB or ACB chapter. That's why you watch YouTube videos. That's, that's why you do your research so you can know those services. But it just seems like, man, when I lost my sight, there was nothing. Yeah. And there was, there was less than there is now, but just getting connected with people who could show me different things, who could connect me with people who could teach me things and mm-hmm. get me equipment and all that sort of thing. Yep. That was just such a huge, huge step and helped me, I think, getting connected with uh, the technology and the assistive st- uh, technology and so forth, that helped build my confidence. Mm-hmm. That helped, helped me to know, wow, I can do this. Um, and, you know, got me off of the couch and helped me know I can go to college and I can, you know, have a job and raise a family and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I think just just that knowledge of those things, even if you don't learn it overnight, can really help you emotionally, mentally, you know, really keep persevering as we talked about. <laughs> all right. So those are some common struggles that we face whenever we lose our sight. I'm sure there are a lot more. I'm sure there are other things. I just wanted to give a few common struggles that we go through. And so my question for you today is this, what is one thing that you still struggle with even today after losing your sight, whether it's two months, two years, 10 years, whatever the case is, as we talked about, I mean, some of these things I still struggle with on, you know, I don't want to say regular, like every day, but you know, semi-regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, my mobility is always decreased because I can't see. And that's just how it goes, you know, experiencing loneliness and lack of confidence, all those sort of things. You know, even though I'm up on assistive technology, there are things that I don't know about and I have to learn about. And so I still struggle with some of these. So what are, what is one thing that you still struggle with when it comes to losing your sight? 
All right, guys. So a few housekeeping items for you. As always, we want to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Yes. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you don't miss another single episode. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, As always, you can check out the links in the show notes to all of those places and make sure you don't miss another single episode. Uh, We love to hear from you guys. If you got questions or comments, you want to share your struggles, your thoughts on what we talked about here today, you can always contact us. Send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, something like that. Links to all of that, of course, is always in the show notes. Dear, I'm going to give you a final thought here. I got a question for you. Which one of these struggles is hard for the sighted supporter to deal with? Which one of these do you think on your side is sort of the hardest one? Um... That's really hard because I think loneliness is a big one. Um, but I also think feelings of being a burden is another one because I feel like a burden as well when I'm asking people to come pick you up and take you and a kid to soccer practice Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. dance rehearsal or something like that. So I feel like a burden. So I can't imagine how you feel Mm -hmm. in that um, place. Now, you enjoy those times too because that's a time for you get to talk to someone and yeah, be out of the house. That's right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So specifically for you, I think loneliness is probably the hardest for me. I think being a burden is the hardest. I know you didn't ask which was the worst for me, but no, no, I that's, love it. that's what I would say. Absolutely. Well, that's why we ask these questions to get your opinions <laughs> and thoughts. All right, guys. So our quote today uh, comes from Lou Holtz. So dear one should give us our quote. Lou says, everyone goes through adversity in life, but what matters is how you learn from it. How you learn from it. And didn't we talk about that last week with the things we've learned, the the life lessons in sight loss? Yes. Everybody faces adversity. Look, we're talking about sight loss on this podcast because, well, it's life after sight loss, <laughs> but everybody goes through something everybody goes through some things, you know, yeah. like multiple things. And it yeah. could be uh, grief and loss. It could be setbacks physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all those things. Everybody's going to face adversity yeah. and have struggles, just like we talked about today and more. But the thing isn't about just, you know, what struggle do you have? It's about learning from that struggle, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward through that struggle and knowing that even if you still struggle with it today, it's okay. We all struggle with things. And I still struggle with things that I started struggling with right after sight loss, even today. And it's perfectly acceptable. You're not crazy. You're not going down the tubes. It's perfectly normal. And we all face those things from time to time. And we learn from them and move forward. All right, guys. Well, again, I just want to say a shout out to everybody that's listening, that's watching. Thank you so much. We so appreciate it. Uh, it's it's great. Again, like I said last week, to have people, you know, to have those numbers pop up, and it's like, oh my gosh, hundreds <laughs> of people are listening and checking out this podcast. Yeah, uh, we're we're just so grateful. So let us know what you think. We love hearing from you guys. And as always, uh, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek, and I'm April, and we'll see you in the in next, the next one. one.